You are listening to the Sustainable Transitions podcast, a podcast series where we explore a transition to a low-carbon society, communities that lead the way, and the people who support them. I am your host, Daphne Lynn Becker. Today's guest is Gregor von der Waal, who is not only a founding member of the Max Flansen Community Garden in Berlin, but also researched the problems faced by community gardens in his master's thesis. Welcome, Gregor. Well, hello. All right, so to dive right in, the first question I have for you is, what first drew you to urban community gardening? Well, I've always been interested in um, gardening from a very young age. I was all, I also um, grew up with uh, my um, grandparents' garden and was also active there when I was a little child and grew up. And yeah, I always spent time there during my holidays and um, just knowledge from my grandpa and the experience from a young age. And... Um, Thereby, I had the experience of growing plants myself, also at my home. And I just wanted to find a way to get more into gardening and also do it in the city and not only um, at my grandparents, but also in the city itself. Because my balcony and my um, room, well, they have limits and I just wanted to do more. And yeah, how I got into it. What makes an urban community garden different from the gardens people have in their backyard, would you say? Or at your grand? Well, to me, urban community gardens are more about the social aspect. They bring people together from very different backgrounds, social backgrounds, but also cultural backgrounds. In our community garden, we have like different nationalities. The seven founding members there were from uh, five different countries, and um, it also brings people from different age together. So in our garden, we have um, students from the school, but also um, old, older people. Uh, retirees one is around 80 years old and so it does bring people together from different backgrounds and that's the main aspect of um, urban community garden for me how did you meet all these people how did you get started um, well our community garden started through um, meetup it's a website where people come together and can start whatever event they want to participate in and I just joined one meetup group and out of that group a smaller group evolved that I wanted to actually start a garden because in the beginning it was more about bringing together ideas of what we could do. In that group there were around 200 to 300 people but only like between 10 and 30 showed up to those events and eventually like the group of seven evolved out of it and we started our garden. So like how we started was um, that the group um, consisted of people who actually wanted to do it because instead of other people who joined the meetings but we're more into like oh we want to be part of it but we don't want to take the initiative to like actually start it um, and because I was the, at that time I was the only German participant and the only person from Berlin I thought of different ways of getting a property and um, while the group, like our group, uh, thought that schools usually have a lot of space and we were considering asking schools and because I grew up here in Berlin um, I just approached my old schools and talked to my old teachers and eventually I talked to my former class teacher and she was um, very much in favor of the idea of bringing a community garden to the school and we um, developed a concept and um, presented it to the um, staff like to the principal and to some teachers and they really liked it and um, they also had property because they 
did have like a big space of, um, that they didn't use for like two or three years because construction was going on and now that um, space was available again but they didn't really have anyone to take care of it because um, the teacher that had taken care of it before had um, retired and so there was no one there and we were looking for a place but didn't have a space and it was like perfect timing now we're working together for um since 2015 already so it was the third season already oh that's awesome that's lovely that you could find a space like that it's fantastic worked out pretty well yeah yeah and so what is the the purpose of your garden what are your main goals do you have any what how do you envision it um well i would say that every member has his own little goal like developing the space but overall we um, share the um the concept that we want to create a space that is open to everyone who is interested in gardening and also want to bring people together from the neighborhood but also from the school so that the students and the teachers can be active in the garden but that our group um, who is not not really from like the neighborhood itself like some members are but others are from all over berlin and um so it does bring people together from all over berlin and that's our main goal to bring people together and just give them the opportunity to grow their own food and also learn about um, how to grow their food where food comes from but also create a space for environment education because a lot of people that grew up in cities don't really have that um, connection to nature anymore and a lot of children don't even know where their food comes from because they only know it packed from the supermarket but they don't like some don't even know that potatoes come from from this uh, from the earth or like they grow inside the soil and the tomatoes are uh, like that they grow on a bush and it's just a way to get people into gardening and get them together cool uh, but what do you think makes your garden unique how is it different from other gardens or how is it the same well i would say that our garden is um, special in a way that we work together with a high school and I've personally never heard of it before that like for Berlin I haven't heard of it and an external group and and this and the school is working together like that because um, like you need to trust each other like our group has to trust the school that they don't say all of a sudden okay like you worked good but now we want to use the space for whatever reason or what for, for whatever purpose and um, so you have to go now but they also have to trust us that we take care of the space and that we don't destroy anything or that we like we also got keys for the property so that's a big deal for a school to give out keys to their to their rooms and stuff how did you get from participating in this community garden to studying it what happened there so um when i like i started my uh the community garden in 2015 in um, april 2015 and that was also the time for me to find a topic for my uh, master thesis and because i wanted to write a thesis that is not only like properly um, scientific work but also something that that I can use and but that is also useful for other people I wanted to do something on community gardening because I was active in 
that field already and I had the connections to other gardens already and to other gardeners and um, I just thought okay I can um, investigate on um, problem-solving strategies of community gardens because I, I realized through the work in my garden that it's not as easy as, as you think it would be and that there are a lot of problems that you have to face in the beginning to get a garden started and um, but also to um, keep it going and um, so I thought okay I, I would like to write a thesis that is not left in a shelf in the library and no one reads it but that is also useful for other people and um, that is close to um, practical work and that sounds really cool and um, okay so you wrote your thesis so what was your biggest finding what was the most interesting part um, like, I have to tell the world this well in the, like before I invested on the issue. I actually thought that um, administrative in institutions were a big um, barrier for gardens to develop and one of my findings was that administrative institutions were actually one of the um, important stakeholders to, to overcome problems. I really, like that was a new, it, like from my feelings, I had, like, I had different feelings about it, and, but the data proved me wrong. What kind of problems do the gardens have? What were the main problems? So in my thesis, um, I found out that there are um, nine different problems um, that you can divide into gardening problems and organizational problems. Gardening problems um, affect the gardening itself, like the um, that you can work in the soil, for example, or that you like that the plants can grow. As easy as that. And the the other problems, organizational problems, are more into are more going into the direction of like how the group is working together. But also, um, so organizational problems are um, more going into the direction of like how to manage the uh, the initiative mm -hmm. and how the people can actually work together. The gardening problem problems I found out were um, space, so that describes like the difficulty of um, getting access to a space, but also the legal regulations that come with it. Um, then also soil and water, like the availability of soil to work in, but also the, the availability of water to water your plants, because plants you need water, and in the city it's not always easy to find access to water to a water source. But um, also safety, um, that includes the problem problems, theft and vandalism that people that are not part of the group, for example, vandalizing the garden or um, to steal stuff or that dogs um, dig up beds or um, defecate there or that garbage is left behind and that the overall look but also hygiene and um, the appealing of the space um, is limited or influenced. The organizational problems are um, participation, so the difficulty of getting people um, into the initiative but also being able to keep them active then the next one would be difficult I, I call it difficult participants um, that means that in like I analyzed three gardens and in two gardens especially there was a problem with people that had like mental issues and that didn't really share the values of the group and kind of sabotaged the whole initiative in a way and one garden even uh, it divided the garden and it almost um, got the garden to a point where it was um, almost finished people couldn't deal with it anymore and they had to involve external people to deal with the problem yeah that brings me to the next problem communication is a big issue because it is a social there are social projects a lot of people different people like I said already are involved in it and communication is always 
a big issue for like groups like that it does um, influence it a lot like if the communication isn't worked on well or taken care of or viewed as a problem or a potential problem then it can actually be a big issue to deal with yeah and then i have management and finances um, finances are only important for those projects that have a financial um, focus for example i had one uh, garden that one garden was a social enterprise and so they wanted to employ people and therefore it is important to have a substantial income uh, to to pay them and the management problem was a problem of organizing the initiative and get participants involved in the organization and management. And out of all of those problems you've listed, mm. what do you think is the worst? What, is, what do you proceed? Does it depend on the gun or is it, do you think like they all have this one issue? I would say the communication problem was the most influential one because mm-hmm. if, like, if the people or the gardeners cannot communicate with each other they cannot solve any problem because it like it is like the it's the name says it already it's a community garden and a community has to work together and well language or whatever communication um also like just signs or any like you can also have like boards or a signs or a petition uh, or like even like um if your um, garden is uh, violated or anything you have to like contact official authorities so communication is always like a big issue so if uh, the communication problem is not dealt with um, those projects have problems continuing so how do the gardens deal with these problems can they deal with them are they not dealing with them well they are dealing with um, the same problem in different ways the organizational form is very important I had three different gardens and uh, one garden was very loosely organized and then I had another one that was um, organized as an association so they did have some some standards like they did have to meet at least once a year and did have to vote a board for a board so um, that board was in charge of organizing different things and getting the, the group together instead of the like in contrast to the first uh, garden I talked about the um, for example the, the social enterprise garden yeah well it was an enterprise and like they um, their focus was a financial one and or an economic one and so they had to deal with different things like with a different organization from the first place already they like they started with an investment of 25,000 euros and the other gardens didn't have to the um, problem kind of of finding enough it, um, money to actually get it started. But 25,000 euros sounds like a lot for a yeah. garden to just come up with in the beginning without... Yeah. They're not able to sell anything yet, right? And no. No. That so was like the, the capital they had to start with in order to be able to be a, a uh, social enterprise. But they managed. They managed. They, they managed. had some investors. Yeah. So um, the gardens deal um, differently with those problems. Um, so the social enterprise garden had um, a lot had money available to deal with problems differently mm-hmm. for example the soil problem they could solve right away of course they needed soil and they just bought it like
like they bought good quality soil, mm -hmm. whereas the other gardens had to deal with the soil they um, they found on the property. And because they didn't have the mean, the financial means to invest in like very good quality soil, um, they had to come up with other solutions for the soil problem. For example, money does make a difference in a way, but also the organizational form, like like an association, is more strict about their hierarchy than a loosely organized group. Usually voluntary work is the main workforce in a community garden and so people invest as much time as, as they can but no one's really bound to, to invest a certain amount of time but if you are for example um, a board member you have to like do certain things during a year. So the gardens um, do build up a network of um, other um, so social initiatives that are close by and also connect to administrative institutions to support them and and that way um, they can deal with certain problems more easily for example like the uh, yeah, the soil problem again like other gardens helped them with the information where to get good soil from but also gave them good soil from their soil and that way the other social institutions for example community gardens help them with their problems building up a network is very important uh, do, you, do you think the gardens manage to build up this network or do they, they struggle with it? I would say they um, they are very good at um, developing such a network because people who are active in those initiatives are usually also active in other initiatives. I would say not not every not every gardener, but the people I interviewed, um, like I had the feeling that they were already in. Um, well, like they told like not only the feeling, but they told me that they're also active in other initiatives and like one garden started as a result of um, an urban transition um, network already so it's, it was the goal to develop a community garden for, and that came out of a transition network. Do you think there's anything that's preventing these urban gardens from overcoming these problems? Well money can be an issue mm -hmm. um, because if you can't um, buy uh, or um, for example like some um, gardens have the problem that they have to pay for water but don't create an income because it's all voluntary work and um, if the property owner is charging money for um, um, also for rent like if the um, if they have to pay rent but also for water some gardens do struggle to pay for that or to come up with the money and um, so money is one issue but also um, voluntary work is an issue because that everyone has a lot of time but only maybe like an hour a week so other people have more time and can invest that's the door opener in a way because in a way people like everyone can um, can join and invest as much or little time as they can but to a certain amount it doesn't work with only like a limited amount of voluntary work or time and um, so like money and voluntary work are main issues that can prevent um, guards from dealing with their problems and you mentioned networks and associations who is out there to help these gardens deal with these things um, 
Um, so there is like a, well in Germany there is a, a website which is called stadtacker.net. That website tries to um, be a platform for community gardens in Germany. Uh, so every community garden can sign up and can also research um, for other gardens that are close by and thereby connect to those gardens and um, interact with them or network with them. So stadtacker.net is like a, is a very good um, platform but also just approaching other community gardens that are there out there already in uh, in Berlin there um, the on the Tempelhofer Feld they reach out to other gardens but also um, like um, you should also um, reach out um, to um, administrative institutions because they may be helpful in finding a, a space what what uh, what we or you can do to help um, urban community gardens is to participate in oh, yeah I don't have much time how can I help a community garden I'm very busy, I have work and family and everything. Yeah. How can I help my local community garden? Okay, so there, like sometimes there are demonstrations for a particular um, community garden. Mm -hmm. For example, last week there was an, a demonstration for a particular um, project because there, um, there is a, they have they are facing the risk of um, evacuation or like they have to move somewhere else, and um, so they brought people together to demonstrate. So if you don't have a lot of time, but do have time for like one day you can um, join those demonstrations but also sign petitions um, that support those initiatives but also just buy food from them like if they are selling food just buy it from them because every uh, like every bit helps and um, but um, also to advertise um, those gardens and their events and just to spread the word and um, also inform your friends and family about it and maybe you're not able to be more active but maybe your friends and family are and that way the movement can grow bigger and um, the more people it uh, reaches out to the, the more um, momentum it, it gains. So why do you think community gardening is important? Why is it important that it gets this momentum? Because community gardens um, are not only a way of getting people together and uh, like, like I said from like different backgrounds um, but in cities in general a lot of people are working in offices and don't feel the connection to nature anymore and are sitting for hours in their in their chair and just the physical work can be um, quite he healthy it can help you to get away from your uh, stress from work and um, but it, it's also a habitat for plants and animals everyone knows that um, a lot of plants and animals are um, um, are becoming extinct just like a couple weeks ago there was um, there were news that 70% um, or 75% of all the insects in Germany are gone really yeah wow and, That's crazy. And um, those studies were done in in like nature parks or like in, in, in environments where you would think that um, the insects should survive eas more easily. And um, in those areas, they declined by seventy five percent. So we don't even know yet how much that they declined in other areas. Those community gardens can help providing habitat for those animals and uh, plants. But also, it's, it, there are spaces for a social occlusion. They 
they can bring people together and uh, bring them back in contact with other people but also uh, with nature and they have microclimatic impacts because um, green spaces in cities are cool cooler and thereby um, affect the heat island effect in um, in cities so a good place to enjoy the summer on a hot day in that's, the city that's right that, like it's um, yeah just for relaxing there are a perfect space for relaxing one good example is Prinzessinnen Garden in Berlin they developed it, their garden from 2011-12 on and a lot of people from around Moritzplatz who are working there are spending their um, lunch break there just to get away from um, the noise of the city and their work and just um, to relax they they are not even working there but just um, it's just a space for, for, for relaxation who do you think would benefit the most from participating in these gardens is there a certain category of people children adult elderly well um, first of all they're a good space for children um, because they can learn from a young age why uh, protecting nature is important but also where their food comes from um, in order to avoid the misconception that um, that tomatoes grow in boxes for example well that would be a problem yeah and um, just to reconnect them to nature or to make that connection on a, in an early in an early age they also benefit people who don't have a lot of money because usually um, um, other initiatives can can have the barrier of like that you have like a member fee like some gardens do have a member fee but it's usually they're usually quite social so some gardens um, have a member fee but if you really can't afford it they won't charge you because they just want you to be part of it to be able to get your hands into the soil and grow your own food and for some people it is actually a mean of like getting fresh food and good quality food because the food we get in supermarkets like some are shipped like thousands of kilometers from around the globe and they don't taste as good anymore and they and I had the experience this summer that we had cucumbers in our garden and a friend of mine came to the garden and visited it and he was like, oh, I, I don't like um, cucumbers, I never liked them. And I made him try it and he was like, wow, that tastes so good, like I have never tried a cucumber like that. And um, so it does make a difference um, where your food comes from and community gardens can be that space to grow them. Do you think it's something the average person should get involved in or is it, do you think it's something that's maybe not for your average person? Well, it totally depends on your interests. I think that um, community gardens have a lot of potential to be a space for a lot of people. For example, if you don't want to work in the garden, you can just go there and relax and maybe buy a coffee if they offer it and just buy their products. They're, like That's how you can already support the gardens and get active but or if you're a more of an IT person you can help them um, develop developing their website or improving their website for example that's just a, and you don't even have to be active in gardening itself but can um, bring in your uh, knowledge of IT oh, um, that's cool so that people who don't necessarily want to dig in the deck yeah. still get involved in their yeah community. totally yeah that's cool and also um, helping with the organization they yeah, if you don't want to be active in the gardening itself, you can just uh, organize events, for example, for that group of gardeners, and that can also be very beneficial for those gardens. And yeah, so the gardens are as diverse as the people that are active in it, and. 
what do you think these community gardens mean in terms of a transition? Well, it's usually quite easy to to become a member in those gardens because usually garden those gardens are open to everyone so yeah um so it, it is usually quite easy to become a member um and therefore a lot of people can become part of it and thereby become part of the transition itself cool so it's an easy way to participate in the transition that's perhaps. right yeah. Ah. yeah and so if i wanted to become a member what should i do for like if you want to become a member of it or if you want to start one oh um, I guess both. Like, um, if you want to become a member, uh, yeah. you should approach the garden, uh, the garden members first, mm -hmm. and just ask what the restrictions are. Maybe sometimes they say, okay, well, we do have a member fee to be able to pay for the water, so you have to consider some fees. Sometimes the language is English because it has to be inter or they want to be international, and some people don't speak English, so um, that could be a restriction. So if you want, uh, yeah, just approach the garden, maybe you look up their website uh, because that usually offers information how to become a member already just go into the garden and have a look around maybe it doesn't suit you maybe you think okay that's not the way I want to garden because there are different concepts and um, some are more organized some are more loosely organized and you have to find out what what you really like if you want to start a community garden you should first um, look for a space that a garden can be developed on. If you think that the, that there is a space that you can develop a garden on, you should um, find out who the owner is. If there, if the city is the owner, just go to the next administrative uh, city administration and find out uh, what the um, um, restrictions are or what the possibilities are to develop an urban garden. Um, if the, if it is a private owner, just try to approach him to uh, find out if he's um, willing to. To give you the space sometimes it's just for a certain amount of time from my experience I can only say try to engage um, with um, schools because they're usually open or like from my experience they they are open to having external people come to their uh, to their garden and to, um, have like some new input um, from like outside input that their students can use because schools are also like they also don't have a lot of money and they don't always have the means to take care of all the space and you could fill that space. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much, Gregor, for the interesting discussion. Now we all know much more about community gardens. If you are interested in more of my podcast, stay tuned as I am just getting started and we'll be adding many more hopefully in the near future. You can follow me anywhere you regularly get your podcast to make sure you get notified when the next podcast is posted. Thank you. You mean goodbye.